0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here, joined by Gregor Chisholm, who's back after a week away from the podcast. Uh, Good to have you back, Gregor. And uh, we're going to get into a little bit which Blue Jays should be heading to San Diego for the All-Star Game and maybe which ones will be. Um, But let's start uh, with Monday night. Um, Last week was a tough week for the Blue Jays. They've obviously been playing better baseball. Uh, over the recent stretch but a two and four week and then the bullpen let it get away a little bit on Monday Uh, and Drew Storen who had been pitching well uh, really blew up four earned runs in a third of an inning and then Chavez didn't help him out two earned runs in a third of an inning so between those two guys it slips away on Monday night but overall that's not really I, – I feel like that's one you can just kind of toss out, right? Is that fair to say this bullpen's been pitching pretty well and every night's every team's going to have a rough night now and again?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And, and Storen and, and Chavez have, have definitely had some positive outings to build on lately. Um, you know, the series opener in Colorado certainly wasn't that. But I, I think one thing still is relatively clear about this team, and I, I think general manager Ross Atkins would admit this, If the Blue Jays are serious about contending, and they certainly seem to be, uh, they're going to need to do something to address the bullpen at some point. I think that's going to be the area going into the trade deadline that they're going to have to make a move because, uh, you know, even though Storen and and Chavez have looked good for the most part recently, uh, they still had far too many kind of of those one-game blow-ups this year where it's really kind of cost the team. And uh, the Jays, have, outside of Roberto Osuna, are still searching for a lot of answers. It seems like Brett Cecil is on his way back, should be here very shortly. Um, that will help, uh, but they're still going to need some uh, other arms to add into that mix because it's been a tough season for Drew Storen as much as he's had a few positive weeks to build off of. It's been a frustrating campaign for him,
0: and that continued Monday night. And the bullpen woes continue with Gavin Floyd heading to the disabled list. Uh, It's a shoulder issue. Here's a guy who obviously has had a lot of injury problems over the years. Uh, How serious is the shoulder issue? Do they think he can be back sooner rather than later? Or is this something that could keep Floyd out for a while?
1: This is something that could keep him out for a while, and that's something we're going to find out, you know, either Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, to find out the exact nature. Uh, they were, as of Monday night, they were still waiting for the results of his MRI. Obviously, they're going to take every precaution uh, when it comes to Gavin Floyd, just because of his uh, extensive injury history that he has. Um, but he, he was a nice little fit down there as well. I mean, he's another guy who had some ups and downs along the way, but for the most part, he was a reliable guy, especially not necessarily in that setup role, but more in that middle relief role, uh, and that's going to be another hole that they, they have to fill if, if he's someone who's going to have to miss a significant period of time.
0: Uh, you mentioned Cecil coming back. How about Franklin Morales? He's in AAA also right now, right? They're both rehab- the, nearing the end of the rehab?
1: Yeah, exactly, and they were scheduled to to pitch for Buffalo on on Tuesday night, Um, and and Brett Cecil will probably be the first of those two back, but I think they're basically in the same ballpark, and uh, that's going to be a big addition. I I know there's a lot of people frustrated with with how uh, Brett Cecil started this year. You know, He's infamously 0-5, but Brett Cecil, when he's going, is one of the better uh, left-handed relievers in baseball, and this is a bullpen right now that doesn't have a single left-hander in it. So uh, not only do they need Cecil, they also need Morales to come back strong because those are two big pieces that they that they can potentially have down there, and and, and that, that fills a couple of big holes. And then on top of that, you just add, um, you know, hopefully from the team perspective, you add another right-hander to go into that mix down there at some point over the next month or so, and, and you piece together you piece it together that way.
0: Well, Monday night obviously went downhill late with the, with the bullpen struggles. Um, Beginning of the game, it was Troy Tulowitzki's return to Colorado. Obviously, Colorado's the team that drafted him way back in, I think, 2005. Uh, He was a cornerstone of that franchise. He signed a big contract to stay a part of that franchise, along with Carlos Gonzalez. So he goes back, and and as expected, I think, by everyone, he gets a nice uh, cheer from the crowd. Um, They kind of pay a little tribute to him. Uh, what was that like, just seeing Tulo back where it kind of all started for him and, and being able to get appreciated by the Colorado Rockies fans?
1: It, it was definitely a cool moment, and, and I think it, it will probably help provide him with some closure as well. It's probably something that uh, you know he was really looking forward to. Well, I know it was something that he was really looking forward uh, to coming back here, and I think the fact that uh, you know enough time has passed now, almost a full calendar year since that deal It's well documented. We all know that Tulowitzki wasn't happy with the trade at the time, uh, wasn't happy with the way uh, Colorado informed him of the news. And I think he felt that there was a little bit of a betrayal there. And I think it took a lot of time for him to come to peace with that. Uh, But I think he has now. You could tell by some of his comments yesterday, and, and I think that's what made last night's moment even more special. And uh, from a Toronto perspective, it was just kind of interesting to, to go back and uh, you know see how much this fan base really loves him. I mean, it, it's a different appreciation for to Lewicki in Toronto. Obviously, there's not that history there, uh, but you, know, you could get a sense of just how beloved he was in this city when he went to the plate uh, in the second inning last night. Um it, it was it was a cool moment to see. It kinda reminded me a little bit of Roy Holiday coming back to Toronto. Uh you know, every every franchise has that uh you know, the face of the franchise for a long periods of time and, and that would be Jose Batista for the Blue Jays right now probably. But uh for the last decade in Colorado, that was Troy Tulowitzki and he got his moment last night.
0: Yeah, he was a MVP caliber player when healthy in, in Colorado. Blue Jays fans haven't really seen that version of Tulo. Still some hope that they will at some point we will see You mentioned Jose Batista, so we should talk about that as he tries to to find his way back, progressing as far as the injury goes, and how long will he be out?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, too. And it seems like he's going to be remain in the walking boot for a little bit longer um, than the Jays were hoping for. Uh, originally, they said uh, a two week time period. Uh, that's still the case right now, but they're already openly talking about it, possibly. Uh, being kept into a walking boot for a third week, and so that will push his return back a little bit. Uh, I'd still be surprised if you see him before the All-Star break. Uh, I think after the All-Star break is a realistic target, so I think you're still looking at another couple weeks without him there. There's still some swelling in the toe. He's still, he is recovering, but he still has a way to go, and then he's going to have to slowly ramping up uh, his, his baseball activities as well. Probably he's going to need to need a a couple of rehab games in there considering the significant period of time that he'll end up missing by the time he does come back. So uh, I I think post all-star break is when you're going to see him and uh, the Jays offense will have to to continue to survive without him until that point.
0: One guy that's helped that offense survive has been Devin Travis. Um, You know, he had the injury to start the year and then it was slow going as he kind of, basically had to go through his spring training during the season, but now it seems to finally be clicking a little bit. Uh, Last 13 games, 21 of 51, that's over a 400 clip. He's got four homers in that stretch and also six doubles, two for four again on Monday night. Uh, This is the spark plug that this team thought they were going to have this season once he was healthy, and now he's finally getting there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, And and this is the production that he was able to put up last April uh, which is really his only healthy uh, month as a major leaguer so far, and and you wanted to, to you know kind of uh, multiply that m- month out and see what he could do over a full season. It doesn't always necessarily work that way, but the, what he's doing right now is basically identical to that. Um, and it's just a—he's a remarkable fit for this organization. They've obviously got an, an awful lot of power in that lineup, but they need someone who's going to be able to get on base quite a bit. Travis does have some power, as you alluded to with those four home runs, but I think more than anything, he's been—he's been that spark plug, as you—as you touched on in the bottom half of that batting order. And what that really does is just lengthen everything else out. And I think that's one of the reasons why you've seen the Jays' offense turn it around a little bit uh, since his return. And you, you throw out the first two weeks that when he first came back is. You know, like you said, it was kind of an extended spring training for him. and uh, I, I think we're starting to see the real Devin Travis uh, right now over these last couple of weeks.
0: The All-Star game uh, just a couple of weeks away, less than two weeks, or I guess two weeks of the day to the game, but the break less than uh, two weeks to go. And you look at this Blue Jays team and, and what players could be headed to San Diego, Gregor. And, and the only guy with an outside shot as far as the starting lineup goes and getting voted in by the fans would be Josh Donaldson. At this point, that looks like it's going to be a tough task. But maybe, hey, fa- crazier things have happened over the last few days of the voting as the voting ends late on Thursday night. Uh, but Donaldson seems like he's an all-star. You like what Marco Estrada has done. He's become the ace. I don't know if he's recognized enough around the league, and then Edwin Encarnacion is doing what he does by driving in runs. But when you look at this roster, you look at who could go to San Diego. Is there anybody I'm missing there, And, and who of that group do you think can get there?
1: Those are definitely the main three. Uh, the one dark horse who probably won't get as much attention as he deserves um, is Michael Saunders because he's had that type of offensive year. You look at his numbers compared to a lot of the other American League outfielders out there, uh, and he's in the top three in, in a lot of them. I think it's going to be a, a real tough task for him to, to actually make the team, and he's faded a little bit over the last couple of weeks. His numbers have taken a slight hit, but this is still one of the better uh, surprises of, of the year so far, and. He's been one of the better offensive performers in the American league. So uh, I think he deserves some attention. I don't think he'll necessarily make the team, but the three with the strongest uh, chances, in my opinion, are the ones you talk to. I think Donaldson's going to be a shoe-in as a reserve. I think Edwin Encarnacion uh, will also probably get there uh, as a shoe-in. Um, and, then, and then I think Marco Estrada is someone who definitely deserves to be there. Whether or not he's going to get uh, enough attention to, to get into the game is, is certainly a big question mark, but... Uh, I mean, he has been pitching like an ace for most of this year. He doesn't have the win total, uh, but that shouldn't matter because you know a lot of the lack of wins had to do with the lack of run support early in the season. And you're talking about a guy who, for 12 consecutive starts, has pitched at least six innings and has allowed five hits or fewer. That's a major league record. Uh, you know, something that uh, you know he just continues to perform. Uh, so, in my opinion, he should be there in San Diego. But it will remain to be seen whether or not uh, he actually gets that call.
0: Yeah, he's a guy that I think is finally starting to get that recognition, and certainly if he's named to the American League roster the All-Star Game, that would be the ultimate recognition for what Marco Estrada has become. Uh, not this this year, but but he had a great year, obviously, a year ago as well with the Blue Jays. All right, great stuff as always, Gregor. This has been MOB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. I'm Tim McMaster, along with Gregor Chisholm. Tune in again next week.